We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. You are listening to KC Sports Network, proudly presented by Emprise Bank. Coming up, the latest episode of One on One with former Chiefs Jeff Allen and Mike DeVito. 17 years of NFL experience between them, including eight with Andy Reid. One on One is a weekly show from a couple of guys who know what it's like to step on the field for Chiefs Kingdom and can share stories you've never heard before with a perspective you can't find anywhere else on a weekly basis. One on One is proudly presented by Cookie Society. Don't forget to hit that follow button so you don't miss anything from the highest ranked Chiefs podcast network of 2022. And now, the latest episode of One on One with Jeff Allen and Mike DeVito. Welcome back and Merry Christmas, Chiefs Kingdom. Welcome to One on One, a KC Sports Network podcast. I'm your co-host, Mike DeVito, here as always with Big Jeff Allen. And we are here to bring you all things Chiefs football from a player's perspective. We hope everybody had an awesome Christmas. We know it was that much better. The food, the friends, the family, the gifts coming off that big win on Saturday against Seattle. Big Jeff, how was your Christmas, man? Hey, everything's better after a win, right? It was a great Christmas. My kids are at that age where they're loving everything about Christmas. My Mm. daughter's leaving out letters and notes for Santa. We got the cookies and the milk. Everything is just so great for them right now. So I, I love this age, and it was a great Christmas. It really is. It's a fun time of year, especially with the kids. It's just, they, they like you said, they breathe life back into it. Um, and then we got the big win. So obviously, like you said, everything great after a win. Uh, some things to talk about today. I think yeah. the biggest thing on the docket, brother, is the J.J. Watt retirement. I mean, that's just uh, not, I guess, not out of nowhere, but uh, yeah. certainly you're reflecting back on an incredible career. I mean, talk to me, man. You played with him. And Houston, talk, talk to me yes. about JJ, man. JJ, I, I'll give you a, a fun story. So, obviously, I, I was a chief before I was a Texan. So, right. I was on the outside looking in and judging, I guess, a book by its cover with JJ. So, mm-hmm. I absolutely hated JJ before I was his teammate. Like, yeah. I thought everything was fake about him. I thought all of it was scripted. And yeah. I, just, I just thought it was Hollywood in a sense. I right. thought he was acting um, until I became his teammate. And I remember when I got there. And I was like, God, this guy is really all about what he says. He's the mm. first guy in, last guy out, works extremely hard and busts his ass every single play, whether it's practice or a game. I've never seen anything like it. We obviously all strive to be like that, but to see a human being actually do it, mm. it, it, it was a sight to behold, man. And honestly, I think the reason we, why he started to deal with injuries later in his career is because in a sense, he overworked himself, but yeah. it's also what made him great. He kind of right. burned himself out and, um, this isn't a surprise to see him retire. Some people are like, oh, this is early. 
I mean, he's been speaking the last four years about retiring. So mm. I'm happy to see him walk away on in his own own terms. I know he has, you know, a beautiful wife and he just had a newborn. So he's mm. thinking about a lot of life after football. And it's good to see him take that next step. Um, he's obviously going to be missed. He changed the game three times defensive he player did. of the year. I mean, he had that four year stretch where he was unblockable. I mean, it mm. probably was the greatest four year stretch as a defensive player in NFL mm. history. Um, and, you know, Unfortunately, I had to face him a few of those times, but <laughs> um, I, I was able to hold my own a couple of times, which um, helped me out. That's why Houston ended up signing me. Yeah, well, no, yeah, no, exactly right. But I think as a defensive player watching J.J. Watt, especially in the offseason, your OTAs when you're in there and, and you're you're evaluating other players who play your position, trying to pick up nuances and, and different moves and seeing how other guys are playing the game. He was one of those guys that I've spoken about before that you could watch but um, you couldn't do what he did, right? I mean, you just you I, you know there are very few that could mimic what JJ Watt did on the field. And sometimes I, you know, the only criticism I used to have of JJ was, boy, it just seemed like you tell me if I'm wrong, Jeff. But it seems like at times he had a total disregard for assignment sound football. Yeah, yeah, man, yeah I, I, I hated it too. I mean, it th- it throws you off as an offensive player, as an offensive line. Right. Obviously, right. you know, everything is gap sound, right? Right. So if, if we see an edge defender, we're like, okay, you know, JJ's playing the four. He's in the C gap right now. He's going to have to spike into the B. Well, right. JJ, his, his patent move, his favorite move is to fake that spike inside and lay you back. But he's quick enough and agile to enough bend. To, to bend and get back and make the play, which which made him so special. Um, and why guys couldn't do it beside him. I mean, Aaron Donald can do it, but – there's only a select few guys that can do those types of things and have that free reign. And um, he had a good, good linebacker core behind him. I mean, Brian Cushing for years made him right. And that, yeah. that sucks in the run game if you, you aren't on the same page. But he also had some good teammates around him, which also made him great. Yeah, those linemen were right up on those backers. But, I mean, like you said, he could get displaced two gaps mm-hmm. and have the ability and, uh, you know, I, and, and speed and everything to bend down the line and cover up the ground that he missed and make a play in the backfield. I mean, I just, yeah. uh, you know, I was always like, man, I wish I could do something like that, but uh, man, we all do. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, he's a, and you know what else? I, I don't know. He, he really, I don't know if he revolutionized, but the one thing I, I always liked watching about him too, is he seemed to be able to, to mimic that outside pass rush, uh, style inside, right? Yeah. So at a three technique, so he would in, he would use like a long arm as a three technique. Do do things that you would normally see out at that wide nine. He was able somehow to be able to work that stuff on a guard, yeah. or he'd be up the field two steps and then long arm a guard, you know, or something like that. Just really a unique player. And like unique. you said, he did. He changed the game. Unique and unique in the sense of um, a lot of guys that are his size, are big frame guys, tall, long length. Um, right. you think, I think of like um, Richard Seymour, like Lance right. Campbell, you know, Reggie White. Those guys are a majority power. And J.J. had power, but J.J. was more finesse than power. Right. Um, and he Isn't had the crazy? quicks of a small guy in a big frame, Yeah. which um, you see that with Chris Jones. Exactly. Like, That's like, what I was going to say. It's amazing to see these right. guys of that size and stature be able to move like a, a little guy. And right. that's what makes them so difficult because not only can they hit you with the power, they're just as quick and agile as elite, smaller defenders. Yeah, I mean, think about as an offensive lineman going against him where you have that quickness, that agility, also the power, and the just the sort of uh, 
going rogue outlaw and could, you know, you think he's going to be in one place and he could be three gaps over, you know? Definitely, I mean, de- definitely <laughs> were some conversations had with that. He definitely, but he was extremely smart football player. He is yeah. an extremely smart. He's still playing. We're talking like he's yeah. done now. Yeah, yeah. He's an extremely smart football player. So, you know, he's playing chess out there. He knows exactly yeah. what you're thinking. And, and the second you think he's going to hit you with that Olay, he, he sticks to his assignment sound football and he beats you inside. You can't cut him off. I remember, I don't know if it was his first year, but it was one of his early years where they did hard knocks in Houston mm-hmm. and they were filming him and following him around. And he was like outside at night. It was like, he was on the Yeah, that's, like, that's what I saw. That's why I hated him before. Yeah. I was a teammate, so I'm like, this is fake. He's doing this off for the cameras. I was going to ask you, so that's the yeah. truth. That's the, no, that's, that's the that, real deal. That's really him. I, I wasn't his team at the time, but obviously we watched hard knocks. And I remember seeing them like, God, this guy acts like there's a camera always around. Everything's scripted. Why is he doing that? He just wants to be in front of the camera. But that is his routine. I promise you. I saw it with my own eyes. No cameras around. Nobody watching. That is him every single day. And not only a great football player, works extremely hard at his craft um, off the field. The amount of things he did for the community in Houston, um, back in Wisconsin, in his his hometown. Um, Dude's just a genuine dude, straight up and down. I I can't say more good things about him. I mean, he's he's, he's a phenomenal dude. Yeah. And to go back to the other point you made about just the work ethic, I think we've talked about this before, but you know, you, there are really three types of players in the NFL. They're the guys like myself who don't really have the talent and ability, but have the work ethic and yeah. just get after it and they make a career for themselves. Then you have the other guy, the people on the other side of the spectrum who don't really have that work ethic and they don't really, but they have so much talent that they can overcompensate for just sort of, you know, yeah. going out there and getting it done. We've been, but there's this third person who has both, right? And so this is the Tom Brady's, the J.J. Rods, the Darrell Revis's, the Peyton Manning's. Uh, these are the people, these are the players that work like they're undrafted free agents but have the talent, you know, have more talent than anybody. And yeah. that's when you have a Hall of Fame guy. And J.J. Watt was one of those guys. I mean, Definitely. so hats off to him. That's an incredible career. Congratulations, yeah, congratulations J.J. J.J. That's That's awesome. All right, brother. Well, let's get back into the Chiefs now. Uh, great win against Seattle. I think this was uh, an important win, it, the way they handled it, right? Because we had seen some sloppy football before. This really seemed like all three phases yeah. uh, was firing and, and and playing well. And it was a solid game. And and Seattle's not a bad team. You know what no. I mean? Gino, I think Geno Smith made the Pro Bowl. I mean, he's, yeah, he's had a good get, year. He's about to get paid. I'm so happy for that guy. Yeah, yeah. No, no. He uh, – what a time! I mean, what year is this for him? Because he came in and this, this is, is like Gino's, year eight. This is, no, this is this may Nine. be year ten for Gina. Yeah, unbelievable! Imagine coming into this your own 10. at year ten. That's incredible. Yeah. Um, but yeah, but no, I mean, this was a good team, and and uh, I believe this was the first game since week five that the offense hasn't turned it over. That yeah. was a surprising stat. Uh, that's that's the kind of football you got to be playing nowadays, because especially going to the playoffs, because you know these good teams will make you take you know make you pay for those turnovers. Um, but you know, just a, you know, I know all of our net, well, all of our shows here on KCSN have covered the that's details. Yeah, yeah, but I mean, just a good solid game, um, and you know, perfect. You know, this is the time of year where you want to be firing everything up, right? You want these next two games going into the playoffs, everything fine-tuned, looking good, looking perfect, no doubts, no worries. That way, when you get into that that playoff, uh, that you know, that playoff atmosphere, you're not worried about, oh no, did we have this fixed or that fixed, or is something going back and bite us? Confidence is rolling high, and you're ready to go. One team I always think about, I think the paradigm case for that 
was the uh, 2007 New York Giants. Do you remember them? Yeah. So remember they that. they finished yeah. the season. Remember I don't they remember went, what they, they were. They were the they were the last seed in the playoffs. I, yeah. I want to say they barely had a winning record. Um, right. Nine and seven. They, they went on on the run and, and won the Super Bowl. And beat undefeated uh, New England in the Super Bowl. Shout out Bowl. to Tyree, you know, with the helmet catch. Yeah, that was yeah, yeah, that was amazing. Uh, that was a, as a Jets fan, as a Jets player at that time. That was a terrible game to watch. <laughs> the yeah. Freaking Giants and the Patriots in the Super Bowl. But um, but no. So the so back to the Chiefs. I mean, everything seems to be you know, well-oiled and, and going in the right direction, given, you know, going into the playoffs. What did you see, brother? Any big major stuff? Listen, before I get into the full scope of the game, yeah. I want to touch on special teams and okay. the field goal unit. Shout out to Dust, Dustin Coquit, our guest <laughs> last week. If you didn't watch that episode, go back and watch it. Yeah, please. Um, that was good. I got a lot of knowledge from that episode. So going into mm. this game, I was looking for those mistakes that he spoke upon, mm. you know, on other shows on the KCSN network and including ours. Um, and I watched those laces. I looked at the operation, and Tommy got it right every single time. And guess yeah. what? We made every single kick. So Dustin was right. Right. <laughs> right. You know what's frustrating? What frustrated the hell out of me, and I tried to bite my tongue last week, was the fact that you have this young punter, you know, with a guy like Dustin, who he knows, who's been in the locker room with, who is offering advice, and this kid's kind of like – you know, whatever. yeah, whatever, you know, we don't listen to people outside the facility and I, I would have had so much more respect if he would have just said, yeah, I got, you know, even said, I, I, I can do better. I can get yeah. that right. You know I mean? It, it's a quick comment. Let it go. Um, you know, so I just, the, it was just that, that was frustrating to me. And the thing that's funny is he got the kid, he got the, uh, the ball, right. But his punts weren't very, very, yeah, I, I wasn't paying attention to the punts. I was literally <laughs> locked in. On field goal. I was like, Let me see if this guy corrects this. So I was happy to see that. Yeah. And obviously, like you said, when we get to the playoffs, these are going to be one possession games. Right. There's not right. going to be many blowouts. They're going to come nope. down to threes and sixes or, or even ones. If you're getting those, you got to make right. those kicks and PATs. Right. So, um, I was happy to see that. Offensively, I thought we were really efficient. Um, Patrick Mahomes, obviously, was Patrick Mahomes. Did a right. really phenomenal job. The O-line was extremely physical. I saw Trey Smith kill a man. Um, <laughs> Jerry, Jerry McKinnon has been unbelievable. This stretch he's on right now. Um, playoff McKinnon, I called it last year, and I'm seeing it even earlier now. So I'm hoping he carries that momentum on to the playoffs because it's huge to have a guy not only – you know, be able to, you know, run the ball in between the tackles, get on the edge with some speed. But in the pass game, he's another threat. And mm -hmm. in the red zone, he's been Patrick's go-to. It's usually Travis. Right. But in that red zone, he's looking for number one. So um, I'm really I'm really pleased with what I'm seeing, and, and it's only going to make us better. And, and Juju, you know, he's become a third-down machine just like Travis. So, I mean, the sky's the limit. As long as these guys don't turn the ball over like you mentioned, they run the ball efficiently. I think not this game, but the Texans game before – I know we ran the ball more than we had the entire year, and Patrick had his most efficient game. I mean, right. he, he, what was it, 88% completion yeah. rate? And that's not by mistake. That was by design. It's based upon the sets they're coming out. They're showing run. They're going play action off of that. They're running the ball efficiently, and Patrick is getting good, clean pockets because of it, and it takes the pressure off the O-line, and it gives Patrick more opportunity to make big plays down the field off the play action. So let's continue to do that, and we're going to need to do it in the cold. Every coach that I've played for has said these big games, especially in uh, playoff atmospheres, cold atmospheres, they come down to the big guys up front. Yeah. If you can run the football, 
and you can play sound defense, get pressure on the quarterback and stop the run on defense, you that's devastating. And let me tell you something. As a defensive player, if I'm playing Pat Mahomes and that Chiefs offense and they can run the ball at will, mm-hmm. I don't know. Uh, what are you, what you're do you dead. do? You what are do, dead. What do you do? You're, dead. You're, there's nothing you can do. Because you cannot commit guys to the run. Because no. the second you do, you're, you're done. You have to have – I mean, and I played against Manning and Brady where we had these sort of – but I have never seen anything like this. If if Kansas City can run the football, oh, my goodness. There's just – you just cannot come out of your nickel and dime stuff against them. Or you're, so you, you have to go light box. You're listening to the fastest-growing sports media network in Kansas City, KC Sports Network. We'll be back right after this. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash Blue Wire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash Blue Wire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. It's only a kick, a jump, a block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. Entertain. Educate. Inform. KC Sports Network. I'm a huge basketball guy, and I know this is a football-based podcast, but I equate it to Giannis getting a three-point shot. Everyone knows Giannis the Greek freak from Milwaukee. Right. Could you imagine if Giannis hit the three consistently? He'd oh be the goodness. most unguardable, unstoppable force ever to play it, basketball. That's a great, and, anal- and that's a great Chiefs, analogy. If the Chiefs can run the football efficiently, and now they can run the ball efficiently, if we can stick to it and somehow get a good balance and mix right. and, and trust it enough um, offensively, and it makes the defense job easier. Like They're right. not on the field as much. We're eating up some time in possession. Right. Uh, the only thing with that, it, it, it slows the game down a little bit. You have less possessions, so we have to make every single possession count. Yeah. But we will do that because of Patrick's efficiency in the past game and the defense, they're on the hills. Like, you don't know what's coming. So It's killer. killer. We just have to do it. What did you see from the defense? I thought that was the best defensive game all it year was. collectively. Yeah. It was – I mean, it was just – you know, it was um, technically sound. At, at the cor- You know, secondary played great. I mean – Rushing up front, pressure on the quarterback. Uh, Frank Clark looked great. Obviously, the guys inside looked great. I mean, uh, just an, it was an it was a complete. It, it, when we talk about all three phases doing what they're supposed to do, everybody looked good, and the defense yeah. the defense not an exception. Um, 
going back to the last point though, before we move on from that, the one thing I did want to say too is it'd be especially helpful to run the football if we end up playing some of these teams that that aren't high. Like, so say we play Tennessee or the yeah. Jets, or say we don't get that one seed and we're playing some of these wild card games where these offenses don't have the power to strike the way Kansas City does. You can run the football on them. So they have they even have less time on offense yep. with the offenses that haven't been put up. I mean, this is just so I guess I'm going back to that point, sticking to the run this time of year and getting that dialed up. And you know, we need to win these two games to get that to get that number one seed, right? I mean, yes. obviously we need Buffalo to lose. We need to win these two games. But these two games are good. This is a good time to run the football. Definitely. Right. Don't let Russell Wilson get going. Don't let him get – you know, we know he – you know, he's struggling all year, but we know he still has talent and ability to get it done. Don't yeah. even give him the opportunity to do it. Just put a beating on that defense, run the football, give guys a break a little bit too, yes. right? Give everybody less touches, take up, you know, time of possession so you can start building in almost like – not a buy, but start – just take away as many possessions as you can from the other team. You go nice yeah. and slow and steady and running the end, football. That, that slows the game down. There's less There's less plays. Um, it gives the offensive line um, the ability to be physical. And, mm. and, and it also, like I said, defensively by us off – listen, us. I mean, offensively, if, if we run the ball, it takes pressure off the defense as well because right. now they're able to get rest on that sideline. Now they're able to come out, you know, with full energy – and, and get after the passer if they need to when we have a lead or stop the run, depending on the situation. So it all ties in together, and it's complementary football. And when you have complementary football um, during these months, you win a lot of games, mm -hmm. uh, especially in the playoffs. That's all what it's all about, all three phases clicking at the same time. Yeah, when I was with the Jets those two years we went to the AFC Championship game, we had it, like a Hall of Fame offensive line, right? I mean, we had, you know, mm -hmm. Alan Fanica, DeBrickashaw, Nick Mangold, all these guys, Brandon Moore. Damian Woody, and we had Thomas Jones and Ladanian Thomas. And I just remember this, and this is a great thing. This is like Andy Reid said, it's a beautiful thing. Um, we They would have the ball for so long that the defense, we'd have to start warming up again. Like, hey, <laughs> get warmed up. I mean, they would go on these drives. And you guys did the same thing in Kansas City. But Andy's Andy Reid's offense is obviously different. There's more, more stuff. But with Rex and that offense, they would just stick to the run. And, like, it was great in December – We'd be up in Buffalo or playing somebody in the playoffs, and we'd just be sitting there, you yeah. know, and be, you know, seven, eight-minute drive, nine-minute drives. It's just like, oh, man. Like that's... I said, we, we have to get used to it. And as great as Patrick is, um, right. he's the best quarterback in football. He's going to be the MVP, in my opinion. You always want him to control the game and have the ball in his hand when it matters the most. If there's a situation in the game on the line, I want Patrick to dictate it. Exactly. I'm not, I'm not saying that, but I'm saying throughout the game, um, we need to dictate – you know, as an offensive line, you know, what the tempo is going to be. Right. How physical are we going to be? Um, and it's going to give Patrick even more opportunity to take shots down the field. And and naturally, during these times, especially us being an outdoor team, if we don't get this number one seed and we go on the road to Buffalo, um, the conditions aren't going to lend themselves to passing the ball 40 mm -hmm. times. Yeah. Right. We're going to have to run the football because it's going to be windy. It's going to be cold. Receivers are going to drop passes because of the weather. There's going to right. be a ton of different things that will tell you run the damn football. Right. Um, so we need to gear up for that right now. You know what I'd love to see too, Jeff, is some of the old school – give me 21 personnel, 22 personnel. We, we do a show – I do a show with uh, Derek and Craig on KCSN on uh, – with DJ and Craig on um, Thursdays. And 
last week we we just watched a bunch of runs from the previous game, and it's funny because you look at and we've been doing this all year, and you look at run games nowadays and how and what sort of uh, what the, the, the formations concept, yeah formations and concepts and all of it is stuff that when I was when, when you and I were playing back in 2013 14 would have been just third down runs mm-hmm. now third down runs just just all the runs right everything's out of 11 and 12 personnel yep. you know one back runs zone read stuff Spread them out. RPOs. I would, oh I would love to see some 22 personnel man yep. get some 20 just and and go behind those two big guys up front go go behind Trey Smith on a double team power you know I mean? it's like that's what I'd love to see. Boy, that would that would get me fired. That's punishing. We see it from time to time, usually short yardage when we come out with the fullback. Yeah. Um, two tight end sets and run power. Um, we call it God's play. God's um, play, that's, that's right. That's, that's a beautiful, <laughs> it's, a, it's a beautiful play, man. That's it, man. You, you, you physically impose your will. Everybody knows based upon the formation what's coming. What's going on. You yeah. got all big bodies in there. It's us versus you. Who's going to be better? Ooh, I love and that, that. That's a beautiful thing, man. There is nothing better than when you're trapping up, strapping up the chin strap and you're getting down into your stance in one of those situations. Yeah. Like I just can, it's just palpable. The feeling, it's just a different feeling that short yardage goal line, like let's get after it. Boy, I'd love to see some of that. I mean, and I, I'm a, I don't know the actual statistic, but um, when you rush for a touchdown during a game, I want to say it's like, like a 70% chance that you win that game. Really? Like your odds go way up when you rush for a touchdown. Wow. Um, and, and offensive line coaches talk about that all the time. And no matter wh- who your coach is, that's one of those statistics that they have in their back pocket. And I'm sure they're in the staff meetings mentioning it. They're on the table like, hey, we need to run a ball a bit <laughs> Yeah, more. man. But um, that's just what the, the game is just different now, obviously. It and, is, yeah. And, and I do like the game now. It's, it's, more, it's more fun in my opinion. Yeah. But yeah, it I is do, fun to watch. Yeah, it is sure. it is fun to watch. But I do think there's times where I, I do wish we ran the ball a little bit more. Just as a league, not just the Chiefs, it. the league yeah. in general, just football in general, college, pro. Like it's just we're kind of. I mean, most teams don't have fullbacks anymore. We're right. one of the exceptions. I'm going to say <laughs> there's like six, six or seven teams in the league that have a fullback on their roster. So unbelievable. Um, it's just every, a different. It's team. a different. It's a different game now. It's incredible. And I just said I wouldn't want to be playing. Obviously, I would want to be out there playing, but I would not get much time <laughs> playing in this uh, in this <laughs> NFL. I'm, but you know, every week I'm like old man yelling at the clouds over here. But but no, yeah. you're right. It is a it is a fun game to watch. It's a, it's a it's a good time to be a fan. You mentioned Pat Mahomes and the MVP race. Let's just talk about this quick because the one thing it's always funny to me how this is even in debate. Now, you remember Michael Jordan with that the iconic picture that they have of him dunk on the yep. I feel like every week Mahomes has a picture like like a, there he does something that's he has just a play. so iconic. It's it's um, and when you and I'm forgetting the stat now but when you put what Mahomes has done in 6 years he's gotten the same amount accomplished in a number of these statistical categories that that uh Brady and Manning and all those guys did over 20 yeah. years time. Yeah, so he he's um I want to say 4,500 yards and 35 touchdowns. Was has, that what it was? He has four seasons doing that. Um, the next person I want to say is, I think it's Peyton Manning. He has five. Obviously, he, that's, that's over the course of their entire career. Two um, decades. <laughs> Mahomes has been in the league for six. Um, he's been a starter for five, and he still has more to go this year. Um, he's broken every single record. Um, 
you can't compare him to anybody. He's in his own category right now really? statistically. Um, what he does on the field is special. He has so many Mahomes moments really? that we become we've become numb to it. Really. Yeah. We we have he does he does something special every single game and it's just like oh that, that, that's normal, right. um, but I mean there, there's more to come man this this guy is is really special and and the cool thing about him is he doesn't care about any of those moments right. the only thing he cares about is winning the Super Bowl and this this kid's just a winner man and, that's special um, I'm, I'm I'm he's carrying he's carrying us right now and I, I I know we have a great team but his mentality is carrying this group his leadership is carrying this group. Um, his want to is carrying this team. Everybody's looking at him for inspiration, and they're getting it. He's going to make something happen, and we all know it. Like, mm. no matter what the situation is, we know, you know, Patrick is going to figure something out. Um, right. As long as we keep it close, as long as we give him the ball one, t- one more time defensively, as long as we keep it, keep it within arm's length, like, Patrick is going to get it done. So these yeah. guys believe in one another, um, but most importantly, they believe in the quarterback they have. Right. Our producer just checked in. He said Mahomes owns all four top spots in franchise history for yards and touchdowns in a season. Well, here's my question, Jeff. So this is when you think about the MVP, I always think that sort of the um, the metric or the you know the the metric or whatever the the test for who is the MVP was if, if you're gonna build your team and you can pick anybody, who's the first player you're gonna pick? Right, I think um, I think that, that, you, Mahomes. Yeah, I think universally you're gonna pick Mahomes. You're yeah. gonna pick Mahomes and this it, year it, and every year. It, it's it's gonna be him. And I mean, obviously we, we're Chiefs guys, and and I guess we have some bias, but Pat Patrick is the best football player on the on the planet right now. Objectively true. Objectively and that, that, true. That, that is objectively true. Um, it's just true in all realms. Like you can't right. you can't prove it otherwise. Um, but he's he's reached that air where you want to give it to someone else. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, and like, I understand that. I, I mean, um, and 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 Hertz is having a hell of a year. I think it's between those two guys. Right. Um. And the argument is, oh, you can't you can't take it away from Hertz because you know he's hurt right now. Um. You know he's had a hell of a year, but I think the year where Patrick, um, and I think he won. I don't know what the, his record was, but I think he won fourteen or fifteen games. Um had a hell of a year. They end up giving it to Aaron Rodgers um, because Patrick missed the game. Yeah. <laughs> um, it's, it's one of these things. It's like the, the two things that just boggle my mind are when it comes to Pat Mahomes are the MVP talk and the, uh, the preseason hate that we get like, Oh, mm-hmm. the chiefs lost Hill. They're not going to be as good. But I feel like it's not just this year, every year. Oh, the chiefs aren't going to make it. The chiefs don't have this, that, and, the, and it's like, but, that's even more reason why he should win it this year because there were more questions this year than any other year. That's always that argument. The yeah, Chiefs that's gonna, a good point. They're going to yeah. fall off the cliff this year, but this is the year where every single media outlet said, hey, the Chiefs are worse now than they were before. And it was because we lost Hill. Offensively, they didn't know what our identity was. Right. They didn't know what was going to happen. Um, it was always, well, Patrick's great, but he has all these weapons. You know, anybody <laughs> can be great in that situation. And no disrespect yeah. to Alex Smith. I love Alex. But Alex had those same weapons. Right. At some point, you got to realize this kid is special. And right. it doesn't matter what you draw up, the Patrick Mahomes effect is going to make that play even greater. He's going to make that exactly. call look better. Um, he's going to see it differently um, right. because that's who he is. He makes this it's – a, it's a perfect pairing between him and Andy Reid, but Patrick is definitely a once-in-a-generation type of guy. You're listening to the fastest-growing sports media network in Kansas City, KC Sports Network. We'll be back right after this.
Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. This episode is supported by FX's Clipped, the scandalous story of the 2014 Clippers owner's racist remarks captured on tape and heard around the world. The series charts the tape's impact on a dysfunctional basketball organization striving to win against their reputation as the most cursed team in the league. Starring Lawrence Fishburne, Jackie Weaver, Cleopatra Coleman, and Ed O'Neill. FX's Clipped. Streaming June 4th, only on Hulu. Entertain. Educate. Inform. KC Sports Network. Beautiful. I love it. Pat Mahomes, MVP, we called it here. No, uh, Jeff Stradamus. Um, let's go on to this Denver game. A lot of stuff going on in Denver right now. Obviously, head coach gets fired. And this whole thing has me a little bit nervous. Uh, this, this time of year has me nervous. Um, and playing a team like this right now has me nervous. Yes. And I'll tell you why, Jeff. First off, you don't know who the coach is. Did, did, they, did they name an intern coach? I don't know. Yeah, if they, 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 they did. It, I don't know his name, but I do know he was like the, um, the strategist or something. He, he, he watched the clock for the head coach. Um, told him what decisions to make, which is a problem in itself. Like, yeah, <laughs> you're you're the head coach, and you're supposed to be managing the game. Why you got right. somebody else doing it for you? Right. Um, That's there funny. It is. He's on this. Um, okay, Jerry Roseberg. Yeah. Okay, so here's what here's what. So a couple things that get me nervous. All right, you, we talk about Russell Wilson. He's got two games to show up. You know, he he wants to go out. Uh, leaving Denver with at least some sort of good taste in their mouth. Yes, and he that. has the ability to do it. And if I if I were this new guy coming in, I would do whatever they did in Seattle. I would just go right back to doing whatever they did in Seattle because yes. obviously nine-time Pro Bowler in 10 years out there, just, just do that. Just do whatever they did in Seattle. You know he's going to be motivated. He, I mean, this is the best game that he had this year, Jeff, was against the Chiefs. The Chiefs. But, but you know what's funny about that statement, do what you did in Seattle? Yeah. What's ironic about that is that's the reason why he isn't in Seattle. He want, he didn't want to run the ball as I much know. as they were running it. I know. But that gave him balance. They gave him opportunity to make big plays down the field, right. to get in those sets of run play action. I talked about it earlier in the podcast. That's what made Russell efficient. And right. Pete knew the team he had. He knew defensively they had a great defense as long right. as – we didn't mess it up as long as Russ didn't turn the ball over. If we ran the ball efficiently and we took our shots here and there, we we're going to win football games. But that Russ wanted to cook. Yeah, well, <laughs> and he, he's cooking right now in Denver, yeah. the, the wrong recipe. But, yeah, no, I don't um, know what he's cooking. But, but Russ is – I don't want to beat a man wise down, but Russ is still a good football player. Right. It's just like when a, a baseball player goes into a slump. Hmm. Um, mentally, when you continue to make mistakes – Depending on how you look at it, mentally, you can go spiral in the wrong direction. Mm-hmm. And I feel like it's a little bit of, you know, being in a different offense, not having success, and then mentally beating yourself up so much that you're not going to find it this year. Right. Um, so right. I, I'm hoping that he, this offseason reevaluates a lot of things and he comes back out as the Russ of old. Um, right. But 
Not this week. We don't want to. Not see that this rest. week. No, exactly. We don't want to exactly. see that rust. We'll see it. Next we don't week. want to see it. Yeah, no, that's exactly right. We don't want to see that. Um, but it does get me nervous because he's got to show up. Yeah. The other thing that gets me nervous is this team has nothing to lose. Nothing to lose. Yeah. These guys are going to be. Everybody's playing and coaching for their jobs, right? So you got you have nothing to lose on the field. You're not going anywhere, but you're trying to you're trying to show up. And, you know, make a statement so that these guys could either stay in Denver or get jobs elsewhere. Yeah. So this is where, a time where you get a lot of guys that will go rogue, whether it be coaches. You, you see, you know, you see this a lot on special teams, right? you got a fourth and three. All of a sudden, the, the, the personal protectors throwing a pass to the, you know, throwing a pass or something. I mean, you just, you got, uh, you have a lot of situations that you really have to be aware yes. of what's going on because this team could do anything on offense. Yeah. They could do anything defense. They could do anything. I mean, you just, and stuff that's just uncharacteristic stuff that you wouldn't normally go, go for it on fourth down or, or guys not playing within the defense or the offense, but they want to go out there and make plays. They're doing uncharacteristic stuff. So that's definitely going to be, that, that is scary for sure. That's scary. So you, you don't you're know not, what you're going to get. You're going to get trick plays. You're going to get, Everything uh, unscripted things that you right. that you game plan for that you didn't game plan for, um, right. and guys are just gonna be they're gonna be trying to make plays. Um, so right. that that is a scary situation. I think Andy Reid and um, Spags and Eric Bieniemy, all these position coaches, they're gonna get these guys prepared the best they can, right. and they're gonna put that in their mind. They know that this team is desperate. They have nothing to lose. The playoffs are off the table, so this is their Super Bowl. So they're gonna right. come out with with effort and they're going to do some, some wacky things. So be ready. That's no, that's exactly right. And, and those are two things. The third thing that has me worried is when I reflect back on my time and Jeff, I'm sure you can attest to this too. This time of year is tough. Mm -hmm. This time of year is tough. It's freaking cold. Everybody's up for the holidays. There's a million distractions. You're tired. You've eaten, you know, too much. The meetings just, I mean, the practice time is, is, you know, cut down. It's just, there's, it's very hard. It takes a very mature team to dial in mm -hmm. and get things right for Sunday this time of year. And uh, we know how much is at stake, right? You, you lose yeah. one and now you're, you're basically guaranteed to lose. Well, I mean, you're really in bad shape. You know, you, that one spot is, becomes uh, almost out of reach. So, well, um, we know what's at stake. Like, yeah. This is a big one. This, this, I would be, more afraid about this matchup if if it weren't at this time. We oh, know we know we're in playoff mode right now. This is winner right. go home in our minds. Right. We're we're trying to get that number one seed, get that bye week, and host another right. AFC championship in yeah. Arrowhead. So these guys are going to be fully locked in. Um, I know Denver's defense is going to be they're going to come out pissed off. I mean, mm. as bad as this team has been, this, the defense has showed up pretty much every week for Denver, right. except for last week. And right. Baker Mayfield and the Rams pretty much embarrassed them. So they're going to come out with a chip on their shoulder and they're going to do their part. Um, offensively, we got to make sure we come out ready because they did have some success against us our first matchup. Mm -hmm. and their pass defense is really good. Um, so we, we have to come out offensively ready to go. I think defensively, uh, we should be able to get after these guys. They, they struggle to protect the passer. Um, Russ hasn't played really well. He did have a good game against us, but, you know, this season hasn't played well. So we should come out ready to go. Mm -hmm. You know, and just before we leave, don't you miss this time of year? I mean, as I was talking about it, I was thinking back, like, the hotels this time of year. Mm -hmm. You know, you're going in and everything's decorated and the family's there. And it's just, uh, you know, playoff football right around the corner. Uh, this is, you know, 
as much as I'm nervous about, you know, I get nervous about this time of year when you're watching a team, it's a very fun time of year to be a player. Yes. Um, especially with the playoffs being a live thing, right? You're talking to my family and, you know, who's getting tickets, who's coming to the game, how many flights we got to get. I mean, you're already making those preparations in Kansas City. And that, that's a lot of fun and very exciting. So, well, good, Big Jeff. Here we go, baby. We're on to another week. Two weeks another left one. in the season. Let's finish it out. Let's get this number one seed. Hopefully Buffalo loses and uh, get that break. But either way, man, things are looking good. One-on-one, Chiefs Kingdom, thank you so much for tuning in. We appreciate you. We will see you next week with a win and one more week, and then we'll get into these playoffs. Yes, Love sir. You, Big go, Jeff. go Chiefs. Beat the donkeys. Thanks for listening to KC Sports Network. Don't forget to hit that follow button and leave us a review if you like what you heard and think others would as well. You can find all six of our channels at KCSN, covering the Chiefs, the Royals, Sporting KC, and the KC Current, plus KU, K-State, or Mizzou by searching KCSN wherever you listen to podcasts. We're also on YouTube. Entertain. Educate. Inform. KC Sports Network.